Welcome to the Tips and Salsa podcast, your local source for chips, salsa, and instructional technology happenings within the Redlands Unified School District. And here are your hosts, Jamie Quartz, Nicole House, Caleb Rothy, and Jen Vadney. Hello, Redlands teachers and staff. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We are so excited to have you as a listener today. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm here with our amazing tech coaches, Nicole. Hello. Caleb. hey And Jen. Hey. So, we are joined today by our very own district innovation teacher, Olivia Davison, and also Kingsbury Elementary fourth grade teacher, Becky Shields. Yay! Yay! So, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Lego education and are so thankful for having you two join us. Welcome, girls. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thanks for being here. Well, before we get into conversing with our guests, we always talk about the chips and salsa that we have for the podcast. Today, I was craving some lime chips, so that's what I bought. However, I think I'm the only one eating those. <laughs> <laughs> I tried them. They're very limey. They're very limey. Um, word. Okay. And Jen, what brand of lime chips were you craving today? Craving. <laughs> <laughs> so I also bought um, Cleo's, just your traditional tortilla chip. Um, both are great. One's getting more love than the other. But very good. That's okay. And we have two salsas. We have a red and green salsa, both from Del Real. The green is a little spicy for me. I not agree. Lie. I I don't know why. I I'm always think green, green would be less mild. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It wasn't. It's like no. water. I just don't what? even know what to say at this it's point. Like There's no spice you level at all. Oh, yeah. no. Oh there gosh. was a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I there might have been a little salt added, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spice. Yeah. Somebody right, whispered the word jalapeno yeah. over the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it spicy when yeah. it says jalapeno. Yes, that's too much for me, apparently. Yeah. So that would be our longest intro ever. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a lot of food. Yeah, I should probably get started. <laughs> so for those legions of listeners out there um, who've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've heard us refer to our school district's guiding document called RUSD 2025. Mm-hmm. We've all heard it. In it, there's a section called Enhanced Learning Through Innovation, There's really a lot of what we do and focus on in the department in there, um, and that's what really makes our job fun. So uh, we're (laughs) excited on that. So what is that? What is enhanced learning through innovation? Well, basically it ensures several things to our students and to the public. All students will use cutting-edge technology. All students will respond to the curriculum using multimedia. And all students will learn and practice digital citizenship. A biggie that is indicated, though, in this RUS 2025 is that all students will explore learning experiences through the use of artificial intelligence, robotics, coding, and programming. The question, then, is how do we provide these learning opportunities in a structured, accountable, and equitable way to all our students? We got this. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was terrifying when this was written down and we looked at this in 2018, I believe it was. Quite the tall order. Really? (laughs) Quite the tall order. But thanks to people like Becky and Olivia, we are really close to this. So that brings us to today's podcast, where we highlight Lego education, one of our programs that addresses this really important need. Yeah, so I would say, um, Olivia, let's start off with you giving us a little description uh, about Lego education and how that helps to kind of meet these goals that the district um, 
aka the super the superintendent has put out there for us and um, how we kind of got started with all of it. So we had some beginning pioneers, I guess you would say. In 2019, we had a couple teachers at various elementary school sites who were interested in Lego education. We just kind of put it out there, said, does anyone want to try Lego education? We didn't really give them any information about it what about what it was. But when you hear that name, Lego, it kind of already makes things uh, familiar. Mm-hmm. So it's not as scary to try. So we had a lot of teachers who were willing to, they said, Lego, tell me more about it. And a lot of teachers already had Legos in their classroom. They just didn't know what to do with them. So when they, we put the word education with Lego, they were willing to jump in and try it. Right. Unfortunately, right when we had all of our kits delivered, <laughs> the pandemic hit. The pandemic. Dun, 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 dun. dun. Right. <laughs> so we actually had a lot of kits that were just stuck in the classrooms for the last two years. So this is the first year we've been back and actually been able to hit the ground running with it. And we decided to kind of start expanding Lego education once we had some of those early pioneer teachers start it and Mm -hmm. pilot it for us. What we found was that it was a great way to introduce the coding and robotics to students because it is structured in such a nice and easy way that it can be used from pre-K actually all the way through middle school and high school if you use the whole Lego education program. So that was really um, something that was big for us to be able to get all students having exposure to coding and robotics with something familiar like Lego. It also builds in that engineering piece, which when we talk about robotics, a lot of that is engineering and building. So you can kind of use both of those within Lego education. Yeah, we all know what those little bricks are, right? I mean, we've all stepped on them or (laughs) sucked them up with a vacuum before. So definitely. Do you know what I just found out from a student? Uh You can't say Legos (gasps) with an S. You can only say Lego. Right. Do you know why? Go get No. But today I said, go get your Legos kit. Oh. And it was like gasping. And I was all, uh, Lego, Lego. I said, go. What what if you said that there's a bunch of Legos on the ground? No. No, it's Lego on the ground. You don't say that. That's S. a whole thing. It's not mm-hmm. a plural. It's a thing. Right. It's a very big thing in the Lego world. Once we've worked with them, that it, there's like two things they're sticklers on. It's Lego, never Legos, and Lego is always capitalized. Capital oh, L E G O. Yes. Okay. That's a big. So is there branding. a plural for Lego when I have more than one Lego? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like moose, moose. Is it Lego I? Like. Oh no. no. <laughs> so when when the um. Schools say we need a Lego kit. We need Lego kit for our school. We just get them one. We need Lego kits. kits. Oh, okay. And there's your grammar lesson. (laughs) Tomorrow I'm going to be like, kids, get your Lego kit. There you go. (laughs) So, Olivia, you and Becky just both mentioned that word kit. And I think for the listeners, they're listening to this, they're thinking about the Lego that we're used to seeing, like on the, you know, the aisle at Target or something like that, (laughs) where, like, it's the police station, we'll assemble that, or the spaceship. But I know that Lego education is, you know, it's using the same kind of building blocks and tools, but it takes it in a very different direction. Can you kind of paint a picture for everybody that's listening about what these kits and activities kind of look like? So they are actually not kits that you can buy in the store because there are certain parts and pieces that help um, to make your kits programmable. So there's hubs in every kit. Um, well, actually, let me go backwards. Let's start about what, what each kit are because they're, each kit is different for every grade level mm. or um, band of grade levels. So your 
preschool through first graders might be using what's called um, Steam Lego Steam Park and Lego Coding Express. Now, Steam Park is just your engineering getting started with the building bricks. Your Coding Express is really when you're starting to introduce the building blocks of coding, and they're using that all. It's not computer-based. It's just actually by colored bricks. Oh. The colored bricks is what makes the train move and that's where they get the building blocks and the foundation skills of loops and sequencing through just using a simple train track um, built by Legos. And I actually did this with my three-year-old son a couple days ago and he was able to start the coding. Oh my gosh. Three years old. At three years old, yes. Did he and say, can I play with Legos, mom? <laughs> Lego, Lego. Jamie. When you start saying it correctly, you yeah. can start playing with him. Yeah. <laughs> and so for that kit, the the train that we're talking about has some sensors in it and is looking as it's going down the track, it's looking yes. for the different colored uh, blocks or bricks that you could apply here. And so that's the way that students are doing coding with that. Right. right. That's amazing. Yeah. So then the um, next set of kits would be the uh, Lego Spike Essentials, which is some teachers have the Lego We Do kits, but the Spike Essential is actually um, their new upgraded system. So uh, with that, students first through fifth grade can actually use these lessons. There are sensor hubs. There's a, a hub that all the programming information gets sent to from the computers, but then there's also color sensors. What else is in there, Becky? I can't remember. You use <laughs> lots of Lego, and then there's like wheels so that they can like make things go, yeah. um, make things spin. Um, like today, we were making a, a maze at the you know circus or whatever it was, and like they could make it tilt so that their mm. little ball was going through the maze, you know. And then some of them even like added a hill, even though it didn't request it, because then they're like, that'll make it really go. So they were like testing their ways. Nice. And it's nice because all the Legos are color-coded. So like as a teacher, one of my biggest fears was like, I'm going to get this once, and then it's going to be a mess. Right. And then I'm going to be sitting here eating chips and salsa after school, <laughs> making my Lego kits back up. But it's really like blue lines. All the blue pieces go. All the green pieces. So like cleanup is Fast, quick, and able to be done. You know, not as bad. It's as you very art. Yeah, it's very organized. Nice. For sometimes with steam, it gets a little nerve wracking as a teacher because it's not organized. You yeah. know, and you're the organization, and you're like, I need to take a step back. But it's super organized, and it has like pieces that can be intertwined, used different ways. You know, like the hub. Mm -hmm. Some of my kids have put three hubs, like they've all gone together, and ah. it make like a whole. And I was like, how'd you do that? You know, like, because I didn't think about that. But you can really intermix with it all. But there's tons of stuff. Their favorite is the light to like, they've learned to sequence the light to where it says letters. Like one today said, hello. And they're like, oh, see? Nice. And it, they coded it to do that. And I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> you guys are good, you know? But it was just things that they always say, we see signs like that, but we never knew how that happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, how did that sign say what it says up there? And I was like, well, someone coded the sign. And they're yeah. like, I know. You know, so it's like cool to see that they it's a nice see that. Yeah. They're they're connecting that thing that they're yeah. used to seeing yeah. in the real world back to oh, this is yeah. from a like a programming standpoint. Yeah. That's how it works. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. The hub that you're talking about is like this little thing. It's like the size of a deck of cards or something like yeah, that. Yeah, even smaller. And you can, with that, you can attach Lego bricks to it so you can attach wheels to it and other little things that can become arms if you're building like a little robot or something like that yeah and then when they send the programming instructions to the hub that makes the hub turn you know different gears and so all of a sudden this thing that you built is now driving and it'll turn left and turn right or it'll 
jump, jump or hop or do whatever. That's so cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the hub talks to Lego and tells the Legos what you want it to do. And then you give it, the hub, the directions. So you're kind of the direction giver. The hub takes the directions and like sends it to the Legos and the Legos do whatever the student coded to do. And they build this basically from scratch. Nothing comes yeah. pre-assembled. It's just pieces that pieces. they need to assemble into something. Right. So it's still designed in a familiar way with Lego. So a lot of the kids, we go into the classrooms and we ask, how many of you have played with Legos or have Legos at home? And we always get an overwhelming response that most of them have. Now, what that Lego system usually uses, if you've ever used Legos with your kids or you used them as a kid, it, there comes an instruction booklet with step-by-step -step builds. Mm -hmm. So that instruction booklet is actually already um, pre-programmed into um, the app that they use. Yeah. So there are step-by-step -step builds for the kids to go and use um, but then a lot of times it just kind of starts them off with the base level of the builds and then they're asked to expand or come up with their own ideas, mm -hmm. which is what Becky was talking about today yeah. with how they're putting multiple That's hubs together right. and like, yeah, just let them go. And at the beginning, it was really nice as a teacher because like she said, the app, it's like step by step. It's like step one, you need two of these pieces, two of these pieces, mm -hmm. gather your pieces, put them here. You know, so like at first when we were all nervous about it, it was like, follow every step. Don't like, <laughs> don't go off a step or it's not going to work. Where now we like kind of see that it's okay if you change it up a little bit to do whatever right. you want to do. Right. Try something different. But like the beginning is seriously, it's like, like almost a map of directions, like step one, step two. And then if you didn't get step one done, you can go back, like, and you mm -hmm. can go forward mm -hmm. and you can and go back. And that's forward. really at the heart of becoming an engineer is just, yeah. I, I did this thing first and it worked. And then I went... What else can I do with this? What yeah. else can I add to this? Oh, can I go back and modify step three and take it in a different direction? Yeah. I love that they're getting to do that, you know, basically from yeah. kindergarten and, and TK classes yeah. as well. A lot of problem solving is what I saw that I, I, I knew that I would have to help, but I didn't, I, I actually, it was a big aha moment for me when I didn't have to help as much as I thought. Like oh, I, nice. like most of the time I had to help, it was because a hub wasn't hooking. It was Wi-Fi issues. Mm. It wasn't It wasn't an issue with the building of the Legos. Right, it, right. They really could direct themselves, you know, and then me as the teacher, I kind of wanted to expand giving them things that would relate to the classroom while we're doing the Legos. But honestly, like, most of the time the kids answer each other's questions. Like, we have a hub master, Zachary, ah. <laughs> who, like, anytime a hub goes out, he finds it, he fixes it, and it's good. Shout out to Zachary. I know, Zachary. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Master Zachary. I know, Master Zachary. Because it's like, oh, go to Zachary. He can solve it quicker than <laughs> exactly. I can, you know? So it's, And that's okay. Yeah. You know? like, I mean, that's perfectly good for them to see that yeah. anybody can do this stuff. So, nice. That's one of Lego's biggest, um, Lego education, that's what their biggest sell is, the whole... Um, the collaboration piece and the problem solving, those are one of the goals that they actually have that these kids are learning through play. So right. play-based learning is extremely um, beneficial. There's tons of research behind it. And so Lego has backed that research and said, okay, kids learn best through play. And we know that they know our product. So right. let's put these in the classroom and start having some of those um, social emotional even yeah. um, things come up. So I think there was collaboration. There's, Problem solving that they say creativity, mm -hmm. um, even social emotional regulation. Um, right, right. Yeah. Just, I remember I went to a, I think it was the Q conference, and these people put a poster up and it said, like, 
what employers look for characteristics in employees, right? And before it was like reading, writing, you know, like all the things that we as kids probably strive to be good at because of the world we lived in. Mm -hmm. But now we're preparing, I have fourth graders, so these kids for a world that I'm not sure what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. Right. Because every year I'm like, they came out with what? And it does what? (laughs) And what? You know, like someone can deliver my groceries and just leave them on my doorstep. Like, what? So I feel like. And the side that they said now, they look for people that can work together, you right. know, Stanima that, you know, if they have a problem, they can solve it instead of just quitting. Yep. Keep you trying. You know, like yep. those kind of things, because most jobs these days, no matter what workforce you go, they're trainable. What they want is someone that is able to right. be trained and right. to be able to troubleshoot and yep. able to have conversations with each work other with others, yeah. and be okay to say like, hey, I don't think that's going to work. Let's try this and be okay with it, you know? Yeah. Not to where, you know, kids are just, this is the perfect way. Follow the steps I did. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way. And it doesn't happen in the real world. I know. <laughs> right. like, exactly. That's not how workforce goes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, question, I'm, I'm curious, how often do you use Legos in your class? Is it like a once a week thing I would, or like yeah. how do you tie it to your curriculum? So we get um, Kingsbury, luckily, Crystal Colbert was a teacher that guided it. And there's a couple other, Dana Wood and um, Cosette um, Gaetan. I always say her last name. So sorry, Cosette, if I said it wrong. <laughs> um, and Melissa Anderson, a couple other STEAM team. And they got this going. They got a big grant. So there's a STEAM lab. So sometimes we bring the Legos to STEAM lab. Um, but then also sometimes we do them in the classroom. I would say depending on what we do, we do it at least once a week. But I would say like we've had projects that we did it two or three times in a week, you know, yeah. um, depending on whatever I'm having. I try to tie it into my curriculum as I can so that we're working on working together, but also I can say, hey, we're doing something that I can knock off my standard mm-hmm. list also because, mm-hmm. you know, I do still have that to do, Yep, you yep. know, and that's what I'm like, okay, how can I use Legos to teach this? Mm. What can I do here? You know, teach us. But then also know that Legos by themselves teach them a lot. Yes. So it's like, you know, and I, I, I feel like when I do Legos, I think of habits of success on our report cards mm. because it's that critical thinking. Yeah. It's that, can they work together? Can they, you know, take feedback and go with it, you know, right. and all that stuff. And that's the whole time we're doing like habits of success report card. I was usually like, oh, I'm just going to go here. <laughs> but to, this time I was like, oh, no, that, you know, that person does have a trouble. Yeah. yeah. It was like, that's where I feel like they really do a lot of work on that for those nice. things. And they get that opportunity multiple times. It's not yeah. just one time, you know, this quarter or the trimester for elementary, yeah. we did um, a Lego project. But it seems like at least once a week, they have that opportunity Action. to give feedback, get feedback, right. persevere. And, yeah. and Lego has actually um, aligned a lot of their lessons to the standards. So um, a big portion of the standards are speaking and listening standards, which like mm. Becky said, I remember from being a classroom teacher, those speaking and listening standards, I was like, oh, right. I don't they know. I don't really hand. have a, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 sure. They raise their hand. Yeah. I hear them talking <laughs> in class. Fast. It's kind of hard to really have a concrete grade and be able to have um, some expectation. kind of expectation yeah. and assessment for them. But Lego education does have those standards aligned to every lesson. And there's also a rubric to use um, that you can use so that you can show parents and you have some concrete examples of this is why they're this is exactly why they their score is the way it is on the report card for speaking and listening. So um, that's been really nice too for teachers to have that. So Becky, um, you kind of went down the list of all the things that they're learning: collaboration, yeah. socio emotional uh, learning, fun, stamina. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I guess my question is, in your experience, do you see all of that? And you said it's just a benefit just to play with it. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you see that translating to improved focus for the, the core curriculum, ELA, math, and things like that? Yeah, for sure. I feel like it gives them that that attitude that I don't have to give up the first time if it doesn't work, even with a math problem now, mm-hmm. right? Because like, oh, I coded it wrong that one time, but then when I just switched that little thing, it went back, you know, and it, right. it's something they're super interested in, you know, like Legos, it's like, oh, we're going to do late. <gasps> yeah. You know, <laughs> right. like, really? Let's get the Lego kits out. You know, it's something that really entices them to want to try to be successful with, you know? It makes them interested. It makes them, their ideas I become automatically, automatically become very critical thinking because they want to do something better than they did last time. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? They want to add something, challenge themselves. You know, like one little boy came up to me and he was like, I'm going to put an obstacle in my bowling alley. (laughs) And he put a cone in the middle of the alley. So he was like trying to get it around, you know, like things like that. But I was like, once again, he's trying to up what he's doing. You know, like we're trying to challenge that. That's awesome. But I do feel like it also, like, we did a little bit of writing with it, and I've never seen kids wanting to write so much. Like, I had them write an opinion where they, like, talked to Redlands District how every kid in Redlands District should have a Lego kit. Oh, I love and it. And then we <laughs> talked about a narrative. So, like, the bowling alley, one kid shot it, and he's like, he gets turkeys every time. <laughs> and they, like, shot it down, you know, and it was like, so we, like, so now I feel like when they go, oh, this is a narrative? Oh, like, my turkeys in the bowling Lego? Yeah. Right? Like that, that one, you know, like, yeah. that connection of something they are so interested in, Yeah, you know, because a lot of times with curriculum, the hardest part is the buy-in and the interest. It's not that they don't want to do the work. It's like, we're going to read about the right dog for the job. Like, I'm not sure if that interests them if I could say, hey, we're going to build these Lego kits and then I want you to write a paragraph informing someone else who's never done it before how they do it. And they're like, I could do that, you know, because they're interested. They're ready. I would definitely say that's probably an unexpected benefit. Like you're saying you weren't really expecting that. It's hard to get kids to do things like writing and that kind of thing. Are there other unexpected pieces or benefits? Um, Olivia, I know that you've worked with a lot of classes, too, introducing the Lego kits. Uh, anything that you've seen that when the, the kids do something, you're like, you weren't really thinking that was going to happen, but it happened so naturally. I feel like in my classroom, it's a lot of the add-ons. I thought they would more follow their directions, like, and just Mm -hmm. do what it said. But when they're being very, like, you know, every time we get them out, I try to get them to get, like, 10 minutes where they can just create. Like, Mm -hmm. because that's what they honestly want to do, you know. And that honestly stops a lot of classroom management issues that they got to have that 10 minutes, you know. Yeah. Um, And I feel like that point is really cool to see what they do. Like, they make you know, little malls of when a little girl made like a model <laughs> show and she was like, look, and she like made her little model walk down the walkway, nice. you know, and things like that. So I feel like that creative side where we've, I, I hate to say we've kind of lost that over the last 10 years, but I feel like with computers and stuff, mm-hmm. we've lost that creativity. It's very, the computer does everything for me. I, right. I don't need it. Like that creative mind to where now I'm seeing that kind of come back, like yeah. the creativeness that... I can start with nothing and build something. Right. You know? Well, and you can take those ideas and build on those for next year. Yeah. Like, like, okay, we're going to build a whole mall. You know? Yeah, like we're going to do the pizza <laughs> exactly. and those kind of things. Yeah. I, I think something genius that Lego did was there's characters in all the sets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so like, you're, you're not just building, like, a thing. 
Yeah. It's in context of a character and a story. Yeah. So that really gets, like you were saying, that storytelling yeah. and the narrative. And they're thinking th- about the story the whole time they're building it. And yeah. then there's this big cone in the way and they crashed into <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. They broke their arm. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like a diverse community. There's one little Lego person in a wheelchair. So like right. one of mine, when they were at one, they're like, we built a ramp so the Lego character can get up. Exactly. You know, and it was like, they thought of that. Real like, world problems. Real world problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I even went on Amazon and bought extra Lego people because they were like, we have a mom, we have a dad, but we need Uncle Steve. And I was like, oh, because it comes like two or three. You know, so it's like funny now they're interchanging their outfits and stuff, but I feel like that's building a character, right? And that's the standard. Like we're building this Lego character, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and doing those kind of things. So I just, I really feel like the working together and the creativity has been awesome. Like just to see them so excited. Like to see their little like, I can do. And honestly, it's probably the best hour of my day because I feel like it's the least amount of questions I get all day. You know what I mean? Like it's really a self It's on them. Like I said, most of the issues I have to fix is something electronically is not working. Mm -hmm. And it's usually like I need to put a password in or I need to, or they connect to the wrong hub. That's happened a couple. (laughs) So someone else's hub goes. So it's like all those tech issues that I feel, and those are even becoming less now because we have our hub master, Zachary. We have our Lego masters, you know? Like, so those even issues are becoming a lot less now that we're a couple of months in of using them in the classroom. Well, it kind of conditions teachers to to give the control to the kids. Heavy heavy thinking to the kids Uh instead of immediately going over there and try to fix it. Well, you know, work on it together, you know, kind of play around with it and see if you can get it going. And it's a great kind of subtlety of of that. It's Mm -hmm. funny you mentioned heavy thinking because one of the teachers that uses them over at Lagonia told me, she's like, I did Legos the other day with my students and she's like, and afterwards they were exhausted. (laughs) She said they had just really, were so engaged, they had put so much thought and brain power right. and they I mean all the different skills that you're using when you're using this Lego education program and to have all of your students thoroughly engaged for yeah. that whole full hour there's not really many other times throughout the day where you have every student right. using everything they can in their mind for that full yeah. hour but this they do and she said they were just exhausted like mentally yeah. emotionally they were just done yeah. yeah she said so it was kind of interesting to see she said i have never given a lesson and had my entire class be tired from the lesson <laughs> I, I had to take a break after i yeah. could totally see that I, totally... I, I love that you mentioned that because we talk so much in education about trying to shift to student-centered classrooms rather than teacher-centered classrooms uh-huh. put the onus on the students give them more control uh, allow them to kind of be the hub of activity and then we're facilitating around the edges yeah. and helping and we also talk so much in education about if we're going home more exhausted than our students at the end of the day, we're doing it wrong. We're working, yeah. we're working uh, the wrong direction. That the students should be the ones that are the most exhausted yeah, at the end of the day mm-hmm. of you know learning and trying and experimenting and all of that. So I think that's such a huge you know, sales pitch right there. And Becky, you mentioned the um, it's the the one hour of the day where I received the least number of questions. I feel like that would be such a huge <laughs> sales pitch yeah. for the yep. teacher that's yeah. out there. I'm wondering though, because we uh, as a district, we've purchased a lot of these kits. They're rolling out to a lot of elementary school sites and and to a lot of grade levels and classrooms. Uh, I'm wondering, since both of you have quite a bit of experience with this and have kind of been around um, uh, using this and all the ups and downs and things like that, what's one piece of advice you might have for a fellow colleague in the district that is just dipping their toe in the water? Maybe they just got kits delivered or they've been told they're getting kits soon and they're feeling a little intimidated by this. What, what advice do you have for them um, as they kind of get started with Lego education? I think the biggest one that I would say is make sure 
that you give the opportunity for all of your students to be a part of Lego education because there is really so much that they can all each benefit from. And going into the classrooms, the teachers have said, wow, I didn't know, you know, this about this student and I didn't know this student could do this mm -hmm. thing right. and I had no idea this student would respond that way. And so those are opportunities that the teacher would have missed to learn about her their student if they yeah. didn't provide that yeah. opportunity. So I would say to really make sure that if you're going to, when you use this to make sure that you use it on a day when all of your student in time, when all of your students are in the classroom so that they can all be a part of this, the learning. Right. For sure. And that's I, like piggybacking off what Olivia said, like the students that will surprise you the most are the, the ones that reach mastery of the Lakos are probably not the ones that are reaching mastery in other things in your classroom. Mm -hmm. And I saw that firsthand. Um, I would say the first thing is to make sure. So like I partnered my kid ups kids up sorry before I even passed out the Lego kits and kind of how I got their buy-in on that I said okay here's a post-it pick three people that you think you will work well with that you can disagree and agree with and this so they wrote their top three and then I tried to partner them up using those like because then they had buy-in to their partner that now they're gonna have to work with you know I didn't want to be like high with low, low with high. I really wanted to like mm -hmm. figure out that who do they feel are going to work good so that I don't partner up with someone that they're going to give up right when we get in, right? A compatibility. Compatibility, yeah. yeah. And so I did that and then I, once they were partnered, I put each of their names on the box because then mm -hmm. they knew that that was their box okay. and that's the one they are responsible for. Ownership. Ownership. Ownership, yeah. That's their Lego box and then it has their number so it says like one, Zachary and Evie and then their hub is one so that okay. when they connect and those kind of things. So just that that organizational piece. And I know Olivia and Jen, they came in and helped me. So call them because <laughs> they're great at it. Um, they can kind of help you with that organization and stuff. And then the first time, I, I, I would even say don't even worry about getting them into the app. Let them kind of explore the tub. Because I feel like if you give them the app, they're going to feel like, closed off like yeah. oh I'm gonna have to follow these directions each time just kind of let them explore see what's in there let them you know build a couple things and just kind of and then go over what did you build what did you see what did you try you know and then get into the deep of the app yeah because then it really gets their buy-in and then they feel like oh she let me create so now if we do this maybe she'll let me create this Present. using this you know yeah. kind of get that buy-in from students um but I feel like that's the biggest thing is Make sure those compatibility partners, because it doesn't matter if the student is good at math or reading. It matters that can they give each other feedback work and together. be positive and work together. And I have to say, after those partners, I've had all of them stay together. I haven't had one that I've had to, besides moving, they're, I had two kids sure. move. But other than that, they've all stayed together in that Lego partner. So nice. yeah. I feel like that gave them some buy-in that they were able to pick the person they could troubleshoot with, if so, that makes sense. And it wasn't just pick your friend. It was, yes. who do you think you could work, work well with, with and disagree respectfully yeah. with and problem solve with? Exactly. I love that because they self-attested and then they yeah. rise to that challenge afterwards because yeah. they're like, this is and who I said I'd do this with. some people wrote three people. I'm like, they didn't include that person? That's the one they talked to all day, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I feel like that some of them, now some of them, they're number one. I was like, nope, not going to happen. You know, like, not a good pair. Um, but most of them, I think, really took that into account. And I said, you're going to work with them all year because mm. that was something I... 
I don't remember where I read it, but it was like, have them work together on the Lakos all year. If you're going to have them work, have them work with another group. Like that way you can oh. switch partners, but have those because then they build that relationship and that strong. And that's what we have to do in life, right? Like I've sure. worked with Olivia at Franklin. I've worked with her now in Legos. Like, so you know, it's going to cross paths again, but it really got them to know, okay, we're Lego partners. Right. When Legos come out, we're going to work together. Right. We're going to build this strong Lego kit and do what we need to do with it. Yeah. But and I, it's that ownership piece again, yeah, that you ownership. know, which I'm guessing probably helps a lot with cleanup too. Yeah. When it sure. comes time for that. <laughs> for sure. And then we have like every week they change that one person's a Lego kit like manager and the one person's the computer or the iPad manager, mm, you know, okay. and of course the iPad gets changed around like while they're doing the coding. Sure. But then they're responsible to get that back or that put it away, you know, all those little things. Is there um, couples therapy for those relationships on the rocks? <laughs> <laughs> We've had a couple meetings on benches. Yeah, a little therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but the biggest fight is one wants to follow the directions and the other one wants to be creative. Yeah. Oh, it's just like I, a marriage. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm doing. <laughs> like fight, I'm like, well, actually, last night with Kevin, like, I'm like, I have the same fight. You know, like, you got to kind of say, I understand what More you're saying. More real world skills. Yeah. 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 This but, time we'll do it your yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. This time Sorry. we'll do it my I'll way. Compromise. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, Becky, because that's actually one of the first questions we always get from teachers. They're like, well, how do I partner my students? And Jen and I just sometimes look at them like, I don't know. You know your students best. How would you yeah. normally part partner them? But that's actually a really good suggestion and I, to do I that way. I say after I did that, I kind of do that a lot more now because mm. like we are doing mission projects with Jen right now. Right. And I kind of said, okay, now this one isn't going to be building. We're kind of going to need to gather information and put it in order. So give me three people you feel that you know you'd be good at gathering information. You could concentrate. And I was like, and they, I think they even did better this time picking partners. Like, okay. And then I said, and you can't pick your Lego partner. Mm. Because okay. that's, that's that challenge. That's great. Right? right. And then it was, and then some of them were like, oh, because they've built that good relationship, right. yeah. you know? Dang, and, Becky, and I want to be in your class. <laughs> Come on over. Yeah. C5 Kingsbury. But I am right next to the boys' bathroom. So okay. just know <laughs> it's not the best placement of a classroom. <laughs> Definitely during recess and lunchtime, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, while you were explaining your the year long partners, I popped into my head that they're actually getting experience learning what a partner is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not something that happens overnight. Yeah. That that relationship of how to work with someone uh -huh. really takes skill and trial and error. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I hate to say it, but I kind of run my whole class like that in real world. Like even when like, you know, kids mess up and don't bring something back, like they just don't get paid that day. Like I pay in, you know, classroom bucks or treasure chest or whatever. Right. But if they don't bring it, like really if I didn't come to work today, I'm not going to get in trouble. I'm not going to get paid, right? right? Like that's the honest truth. So I feel like that's this partnership they're working with coworkers. And I always tell them I'm next to Melissa Anderson, who is a New York Yankee fan. And I am a fan <laughs> for every baseball team but the Yankees. But I told them that. And I said, but I can still work with her. Like we disagree in baseball team, you know. So it's okay to disagree if you're building Legos wrong. But you guys still try to figure out where can you meet in that middle and work together to get something done. Awesome. And I feel like those relationships are building because, you know, like I said, like I've, <laughs> I I feel like one of the wee videos we did with Legos, one of the kids said it, I'm getting these kids ready for jobs that I don't think exist yet, which as a teacher is kind of like, you know, I grew up with doctors, police officers, firemen, which we still have, and they are amazing careers. But now, like, 
you can get a career coding and right. something mm-hmm. different. And like someone said, I want to code like animation and like make the light. And I was like, well, I'm sure there's a job in that, yep, you know, yep, like yep. somewhere. Um, so I think it's just opening their eyes to the jobs I don't think we knew, we know exist. Right. Those possibilities. And I didn't even know exist, you know, like just those possibilities of if you know this stuff, you could open your opportunities of jobs later in careers. You know, and not even college careers, maybe tech careers, you know, because we we want that equitable equitable piece that we're talking about (laughs) is that not every kid's going to go on that same path when they turn 18. This might give that kid that would go down the wrong path like, hey, I can try to go get a job that works on computers because I have that IT savvy, you know, and that kind of stuff. I feel like it just gives those opportunities to kids that might not have them in the normal circumstance. Okay, we are going to switch gears. Okay. Uh-huh. We're pivoting. Pivot. It's a great time. It's the hot seat. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So these are um, the quick. Okay. Quick questions. Okay. You have 60 seconds. Okay. When the 60 seconds. Is it just me or are we going back and forth? It's just, just you. you. Oh, yeah. just me. But there, the redheads in the hot seat. Okay. There you go. <laughs> That's right. There. I wish I could say <laughs> this was the first time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tell me when. It's time I've to go. got a timer ready to go. So oh. here we go. On your mark, Ooh. get set, go. Do you prefer mild, medium, or hot salsa? Medium. Chunky. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Twizzlers or red vines? Red vines. Mm. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate lettuce? In a burrito, zero. Anywhere else, seven. <laughs> Favorite <laughs> robotic product? Oh. Uh, Garner Holt stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Have you ever had a broken bone? Yes, my thumb. Ooh. Oh. And my hand. I was driving like a cool 17-year-old and my hand got stuck in a car accident. Oh, oh ouch. I know. 10 and 2, 10 and 2. That's right. <laughs> Would you rather sing or dance in front of a group of stages? Um... <laughs> Probably dance, <laughs> but I have been known to sing, and it's not good. My favorite is "Too Legit to Quit" by MC. Nice. Too legit. We're gonna have to sing that. Too now. legit. To <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a favorite clothing item? Uh, sweaters, cardigans. Oh, good one. Yeah, well done. I learned a lot about Becky there. Yeah. <laughs> good, good I was going to bring up beverages with the singing or dancing, but I didn't know with it being a Redlands Unified podcast if that was available. Good choice. Yeah. 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 Lemonade. Apple juice. Apple juice. Lemonade. Water. Water. Seltzer. Yeah. 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 That is good. Yes. One more fun fact. We are presenting at Q this year for Lego Education. Yeah. Yes. Myself, Jen Hunt, and we are dragging Nicole Howes along with us. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm should, excited. Uh, you should talk to Todd because I asked him if I could go. <gasps> flowers. Nice. Rock star. Yes. yes. <laughs> Watch out. We'll make you present with us. Oh. <laughs> I'll be like, uh, it'll be fun. If yeah. you're there, come find us. Yes. All right. Well, that's a wrap, everybody. Thank you so much, Becky and Olivia, for sharing with us all the great things you're doing for kids. We hope this is inspirational to all you listeners out there. I know it was inspirational for me. And to all of you out there, keep the creativity and all the amazing experiences you're providing for your students. It will certainly make for a better tomorrow. And maybe, just maybe, you could be a guest on our world-renowned podcast. So until then, this is RUSD EdTech. Signing off.
Tips and Salsa Script, episode 23. <laughs> we'll fix that in post. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> it's okay, you can cut it out. What? Why? Why are you whispering? So good. I don't know. So. <laughs> I mean, come What's on. What's a tweet? Te- right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, some of us call them tweetering. Tweetering. <laughs> In hearts, as and hearts on tweeters. We tweeter and heart <laughs> things. <laughs> <laughs>